Y'all niggas got me hot. Is we live? Is we live? Is we live? Is we live? Yes, yes, you're now tuned into the rare podcast. And of course, I'm your host of the most, NK, aka the man that out too sweet to be sour. And I would usually say I'm joined by my lovely co host, but for now, Madam Ashley will be on her way, but for now, it's a solo dolo trip. You know what I'm saying? It's my first time actually recording a solo episode. Let me be transparent with you. I was going to come here and be like, yo, I can't lie. We're going to have an intimate conversation. We're going to talk about a lot of different things, but. I'm nervous. This is the first time I've been one-on-one with the camera, you know, one-on-one with you guys. But yeah, man, <laughs> before we get into that, we have to do a little segment called Rare Moment of the Week where we like to spotlight a creative that we feel needs the attention, needs the accolades. And you know what? I want to big up actually one of the members of the show, Mr. J. Quad, Mr. Jixon, you know, I feel like we celebrate him on the show a lot, but he had like a really good 2022 um and he's killing it with the tiktok stuff and you know he's got some stuff in the works for you guys to see so big up mr j quad big up mr jixon you know yeah but that's my rare moment of the week and i'm sure my other co-hosts can attest that i'm sure you at home can attest to that but yeah the conversation i wanted to come and have with you guys on the solo thing is film and tv listen i'm a film and television guy that's why i even studied at uni i'm not using the degree now but i studied at uni so I feel like 2023 is a very exciting time for us film and TV heads. And I want to break down like a couple TV shows that I want you guys to watch. So yeah, man, listen, over the past weekend, HBO released a new series called The Last of Us. Now, if you don't know about The Last of Us, The Last of Us is based on the PlayStation game, The Last, entitled The Last of Us, where it's about basically a world where a zombie apocalypse breakout. It's quite similar to your Walking Dead, but the main character, Joel, um, has the task of carrying this girl called Ellie across the country. In the beginning of the episode, we don't know why he's carrying her across the country, but episode, but the series just revolves around them building a relationship, obviously them trying to cure the um, zombie apocalypse and all the shenanigans that ensue with it. Last of Us, if you're a fan of Walking Dead, if you're a fan of survivalist shows, Last of Us is a must-watch. And the first episode, I must say, was a banger. HBO... Oh, what's that on my face? HBO really rarely miss with the bangers. Rarely miss when it comes to like their um television shows. Like HBO have been on an amazing one. You think of Game of Thrones, House of the Dragons, Succession, which I've heard a lot of good things about. I'm gonna get to Succession soon. I'm gonna get to it soon. But yeah, um The Last of Us is like if you're a fan of zombie apocalypse, if you're a fan of like gory survivalist horror, then Last of Us is a hundred percent a show you need to be watching out for in 2023. And so far. The first episode has been a massive um, success. Like, as somebody who's played the video games, like, the translation from video game to screen is amazing. Because us, as video games fans, when it comes to film adaptations of our IPs, we've been suffering. We have suffered. Listen, uh, listen, Sonic, to be fair, Sonic had a decent movie. Sonic had a decent movie. Big up the Sonic series. Sonic had a decent movie. But when it comes to some of these other video games that have been turned into television shows or films, eesh tragic we've been suffering so hopefully last of us is the gold standard it sets the bar high you know for future video ad- video game adaptations to come from because i know god of war is coming up next and listen they better nail god of war they better nail look, 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 look. they i think amazon are doing it amazon don't fumble the bag you better get get a hey, i'll google game of thrones god of war better get god of war right because 
uh, me as a PlayStation fan, me as a God of War fan, that one day you can't mess up. If you're gonna flop it, leave it on the consoles where it belongs. Some of these, some of these movies, some of these IPs don't need to become movies or TV shows. If you can't handle it properly, don't do it. But yeah, if you if you haven't played, if you haven't watched the series, go and watch it out. Um, and also, if you haven't played the game, go and play the game. It's on play PS5, it's on PS4, so even you arcade, even you old school man on PS3 fam, it's on there. You know what I'm saying? So that Last of Us is a series that um I highly recommend you guys check out. Another series that's on the radar for 2023, man. Stand the Snowfall. My boy Damson Idris, man. You know, Snowfall is on this last season. And while I had my issues with this with the season that just came out. Listen, I hope Snowfall goes out on a high, man. Listen, Snowfall's been an excellent show. Personally speaking, I'ma see it. I personally think Snowfall's better than power. Listen, when it comes to character writing, when it comes to just things making power, yeah, to be power, power is like reality TV. It's super entertaining. Power is 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 it has those moments of drama has that moments of oh my god i can't believe ghost did that i can't believe Tariq did that but when it comes to just you know elite level writing i think snowfall's better written i think snowfall's better acted as well um power is for power is for people who like mess who like tea who like drama i can't lie i don't get me wrong i was there with him i was there i watched power for the tea for the drama but I think Snowfall is a great story. It's, it's similar to your Breaking Bad and your Ozark. It's the fall of man. It's how greed can corrupt you. Because I think the comparison between um, Ghost and Snowfall, I mean, Ghost and Snowfall, Power and Snowfall is that we already met Ghost as the kingpin. We already saw, we he was already at that place where he'd already compromised other people. He'd already fallen into depravity. Where with Franklin's sake, we, we kind of see the origin story of how does someone become a kingpin. I feel like, for me, those origin stories of becoming the drug lord are much more compelling than watching the drug lord's demise. And that's what a power was. Power was watching, okay, this drug kingpin, how, what, what is his demise? What is his heart martial? What is his fatal flaw? And it's, ultimately, his fatal flaw was greed, which is, which is um, applicable to a lot of these other drug kingpins. But his, but ghost greed was like, it extended outside of the business. It extended to his relationships. It extended to his lust for power. Um, and, I'm, and I'm interested to see how Franklin Saint's stories ends because it's 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 interesting. Like they they often say the road to hell was paid with good intention with good intentions, and that's exactly what Franklin Saint's story was. He was a well intentioned guy. Um, the first season, he starts off, you know, wanting to go to college, and you know, because that. Because he didn't have access or th couldn't go to the college he wanted to because of lack of finances, it started a domino effect of him getting involved into the drunk business. And we know how these stories go. One, uh, as soon as somebody takes steps ascending the business, the morality starts descending. And yeah, I feel like Snowfall... Snowfall's conclusion is something I'm very much looking forward to. This this last season, if they nail it, I'm, I would put it like, amongst the like, goat-tier crime shows because... In my, like, I don't have a top five crime shows, but in the, like, list of, like, all-time crime shows, I have, like, The Breaking Bads, The Ozarks. I'm yet to finish The Wire. I know. I know. The Wire, I've yet to finish. And here's why. Season two was goddamn slow. All you, man, that, pro that, that say The Wire is the greatest of all time, I hear you, man. But you, man, need to start giving disclaimers for what season two is. 
season two is so slow and i understand why season two is slow because it's basically exposition it's explaining okay how these these drugs are transported it it shows a different side to the drug game with the um i think it's the irish i think it's the Irish. yeah i think i could be wrong but you know in the first season of the wire and the remaining of the wire we, we kind of fo focus on like the string of bells the people that are very much centered in the baltimore gang the back the black baltimore gangs but in season two kind of detour from that and full focus on other people involved in the criminal enterprise which which is fine but like you can't set up string stringer you can't set up omar you can't set up avon and then season two you just show me some random cats i've never seen before like we can't be doing that but that was a, <laughs> that was a tangent but um yeah so i haven't seen the wild but like ozark and breaking bad are like and narcos are like the premier drug kingpin shows for me and this final season of Snowfall will kind of cement whether it stays in that upper tier of like greatest of all time or it falls off a cliff because boy, I am no stranger to terrible endings in TV show. I am no stranger to being hoodwinked, bamboozled, run, led astray, run amok and flower deceived when it comes to TV shows. Game of Thrones, I'm talking to you. I will never forgive you. Walking Dead, I'm talking to you. I had to drop your show because Walking Dead fell off a cliff. Like what was that? There's bare shows that fail when it comes to the ending ozark is debatable but i defend ozark's ending but there's bare shows that don't stick the ending speaking of criminal activity let's talk about top boy yeah it's time let's see what they do with this season because yeah the embargo's been lifted we've spoken about top boy in this channel and the more i think about sully killing jamie the more i'm like why yeah, it was set up. It was foreshadowed throughout the season. But I felt like you lost a very interesting character in Jamie. I felt like you could have had Sully kill Jamie in this final season. At least, at least show us the tension between Sully and Jamie working together. And I guess, to be fair, to be fair to the show, they kind of showed us that when they were in Morocco. Um, but still, I don't know. I would have liked to see how Jamie really fits into the Enterprise. Um, but I'm, they're they're setting up obviously, um, Sully versus Deshane. Where's my London Deshane? They're setting up Sully versus Deshane in this final season. Let's see, because I think Top Boy is expertly written. I think Top Boy is amazing. I think Top Boy is a great show. But I'm always I'm I'm skeptical going into this last season because I felt like the the like the relationship between Sully and Deshane was a pivotal part of the series and them kind of being on opposite sides of the spectrum is it's something that's been consistent throughout the show but i felt like they got to a point at least last season where there was mutual understanding and i felt like the the, the rift they're trying to um, build between those two it's kind of rushed kind of so but it's all about execution if if the like if we start season the season five i believe I think this is season four or five if we start the next season with them still coming to grips with okay Sully's decision of killing Jamie and then the rift isn't um the rift doesn't manifest straight away and it takes a few episodes for the rift to eventually manifest because this is a civil war situation this is Captain America versus Iron Man we're eventually going to get Sully versus Duchesne and I feel like Sully's going to die and Duchesne's going to have either come to a come to Jesus moment or have a moral revelation and either leave the life turn himself in whatever but I feel like Duchesne 
out of the two is the one that's going to survive. But yeah, Top Boy, I think, is is a very important show. Um, in isolation, I feel like Top Boy has done wonders um, for the UK scene. Um, I do feel like, in general, there is an over... I feel like shows of Top Boy's ilk are over-pushed. And I feel like I'd love, I'd love to see more diversity in content, but I can't put the blame on that on Top Boy. That issue is more of an industry issue rather than a Top Boy issue. Because Ashley Walters and the writing team have been making Top Boy for over a decade. Do you know what I'm saying? And this is... This is a series that well and truly should come back and sh and I'm glad that it's back. And I'm glad that it's getting the global and critical reception that it's receiving because Top Boy is excellently written. But I feel like once Top Boy is done, I, I, I want us to divest. That's the word. I want us to divest from these um, criminal mastermind shows. Like, I want us to divest. Are you, or if you want to tackle the criminal empire, tackle, tackle something outside the box, maybe a serial killer drama or... I know, you know, black people don't have the best relationship with the police, maybe a, a, a police drama or just something. I just feel like a lot of these shows centering around gang culture and ends are necessary, but it gets to a point where these movies are starting to feel prescriptive. And what I mean by prescriptive is like, oh my God, like they, they, they're treated like inform inf informative pieces rather than pieces of art. Like my me as a cinema goer, as a TV watcher, as somebody who enjoys entertainment, a lot of the time, I go into these things for escapism. And cool. I feel like the, you, I can still find um, some form of escapism on top of it because I don't live that life. However, because that life hits home for so many people I know and so many people within my vicinity, it's almost like when people talk about top boys, like, oh yeah, I know someone who rare, 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 And it also feels like, okay, this is giving outsiders, people who aren't, a part of this life and insight into the life which is fine but I'd sometimes i just want to enjoy art for being art something i can just lose my head to and escape but yeah man that's that's my mini rant on top boy but um let's switch to the animation side of things let's talk about invincible let me tell you man about invincible listen and i want to i, I want to echo something like Gilmero del toro i want to reiterate something he said about animation a lot of people, animation is not a genre, it's a medium. And what I mean by that statement is that animation isn't for... A lot of people look at animation and, and automatically assume it's for kids because the primary content we consumed as kids was animation. So a lot of people make that connotation of, oh, animation equals for children. Animation is a medium where you can tell a variety of different stories of varying different genres. I could tell a serial killer drama through animation. I could tell a romance piece through animation. I could tell so many different types of story through animation. And animation needs to be respected as a medium that is designed for all, that can cater to all rather than a medium just for kids. In saying that, I want to talk about Invincible. Invincible is an incredible show. Invincible epitomizes the beauty of animation some of the fight seeds you can i don't think invincible could work on a television budget per, per, perhaps as a movie but i feel like the reason why i prefer television over movies is because you can tell a lot more long form um narratives with tv invincible season one is simply sublime like if you are somebody who hasn't watched it and you are a fan of superheroes you are a fan of the superhero genre or you or you're just looking for a more grounded if you're a fan of the boys especially invincible is something you need to watch and i i am utterly looking forward to season two 
I don't want to say too much about Invincible season one because I don't know. I'm I, I'm under the assumption that a lot of people who are watching this video haven't watched Invincible. Please do yourself a favor. You lot have seen our Wonder Vision videos. I know you have. You lot have seen our Marvel content. So trust me when it comes to superhero shows. Invincible's the best. It's better than anything you'll get on Disney Plus. For sure. It's better than anything you'll get on Disney Plus. I guarantee it. Money back guarantee. If you don't like the show, I'll come and pay your Amazon subscription. That's a lie. But still, go and go and do yourself a favor. Go and watch Invincible. That show is absolutely, absolutely incredible. And then let me let me round it off with one more TV. No, I think that's it. Yeah. That's it when it comes to TV shows. That's all I've got for you, man. Now, let's talk about films. For the man them. For, listen, th th listen, I can't lie. This is for the nerds out there. A film I'm looking forward to in 2023 has to be Transformers Rise of the Beast. Listen, I will be very honest. I grew up with Transformers, right? I grew up with watching Transformers Cybertron. I grew up watching Transformers G1. I'm a Transformers nerd, a Transformers buff. And I have a soft spot for the first Michael Bay Transformers movie that came out in 2007. Talk about Shia LaBeouf. Talk about Megan Fox. I was going to say Megan Good. Talk about Megan Fox. Talk about Optimus Prime. Yeah, that first movie holds a special place in my heart. Put that first movie to the side. The Transformers franchise has been ass. Has been trash. Michael Bay has I want to say ruined the franchise because to a lot of people the movies were how people introduced the Transformers Michael Bay is, is he's tired he's finished as a director he's finished he should never touch a Transformers film again Transformers Revenge of the Fallen was an absolute abomination why are we having these racist assed Autobots with grills in their mouth hmm why are we having Autobots hump Megan Fox for what reason hmm but who's a Decepticon? But why are we having Transformers hump human? It, I don't think I don't think robot to human um, anatomy works like that. The right um dark side of the mood was spectacle tax. The last part of the movie was all spectacle. It was all that seed of Chicago being destroyed. And my biggest problem with the Transformers movie, I don't think Michael Bay understands who Optimus Prime is. Optimus Prime in these Transformers movies is a war criminal. He's a sociopathic, blood-lusted war criminal. Listen, Optimus Prime is somebody who uses violence as a defense mechanism. Yes, he's a warrior. So when it comes to the battlefield, he will do what he has to do. I want you to go back, go on YouTube and watch the scene um, in Dark of the Moon where Optimus Prime is fighting Sentinel Prime and Megatron. Megatron surrenders. Under uh, uh, it, if you were to apply real life war politics, once the opponent has surrendered, you take them in as a hostage, you take them in as prisoner, you don't execute them. Optimus Prime executed Megatron and he executed Sentinel Prime. War criminal. I'm telling you. I am so I seen this to say. The reason why I'm excited for Rise of the Beast is because Michael Bay is gone. Michael Bay is gone. And I already from the Rise um, already from Rise of the Beast trailers, I'm seeing, wow. First of all, Optimus Prime looks like a truck again. Because it's, it's some of the later movies, the Mark Wahlberg movies, Optimus Prime did not look like 
he could transform into a truck. He looked like, like, I don't know. He's like a futuristic abomination. Like, like the, the whole point of Transformers is you can see the parts of the vehicle they transform to in their exoskeleton. You could see, like, the hood of the truck on his chest. But nah. But nah. Michael Bay didn't want to do We wanted to do some next designs. But I feel like Rise of the Beasts is... The reason why I'm looking forward to it is because Michael Bay is gone. And from the trailers, I can see... I don't know. Even just even just how sleek the transformations look. I could just see that, you know what? This is a new direction on Transformers. And obviously... um. We're introducing the Prime. We're introducing characters like Optimus Primal, who are from um, the Transformers Beast Wars series, which is a series I didn't watch as a kid because I thought that the CGI was ugly, but is a critically acclaimed series in Transformers. And I'm I'm hoping this is a new um, era for the Transformers franchise. I'm really hoping that this new direction of Transformers leads us into a new era where we can finally, finally get a full Transformers movie with minimal humans. My dream as a Transformers fan is to get a War of Cybertron movie. I want a movie just about Cybertron. Like, yeah, man, listen, NK's going to take you on a nerdy journey. Listen, listen, we're going to take you on a nerd trip. But yeah, another movie I'm looking forward to. We've got to, we've got to take it to Marvel. Ant-Man, Quantumania, talk about it. Let's talk about how Kang's on Swap. Jennifer Ma- Listen, Jennifer Mays is an actor I'm very invested in. Ever since I saw him in Lovecraft Country, I was invested. And I'm just, and I'm happy he's getting the looks he's getting. I'm happy he's going to be, listen, Jennifer Majors, 2023 is his year. You're going to see him in Creed. And then you're going to see him in Ant-Man as Kang. I want to see how they tackle Kang. Yeah, because, listen, I feel like, I'm going to say the MCU has been meaty. Phase 4 has been meaty. Because as much as Wakanda Forever was a feel-good moment, and I'm not going to criticise the movie too tough, because obviously, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. I felt like, you know, the passing of Chadwick, obviously, they had to rejig the script. And, you know, it was a, a, lot, a lot happened in short notice when it comes to the narrative of Wakanda Forever. So I'm going to so exercise patience, and sympathy in regards to Wakanda Forever. Spider-Man Far From Home is a nostalgia fest. That one is it. That one is nostalgia tax. As a movie, it's all right. And we need to have a very honest conversation about this um, Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy. Not of him as an actor, because I feel like casting him as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man was a great move. He deserves to play the role, but the materials, the minerals he's been given Nah, 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 nah. How can the Russo brothers, how can Spider-Man be better in Avengers films and Captain America films than he is in his own film? Where are the web swinging scenes? Where are the scenes of Spider-Man swinging around New York City? We've got that. As much as Amazing Spider-Man, the the Amazing Spider-Man franchise, the ones with Andrew Garfield, as much as the films were mediocre, one thing they did not lack on was Spider-Man's movement in those films was, was sensational. The swinging sequences were sensational. Spider-Man felt like, yes, he is... Spider-Man felt like the spectacle. He felt like the focal point of these films. I don't even like calling Spider-Man Iron Man Jr. But boy, that's what these films feel like. 
boy, that's what these films feel like. Shang-Chi was another good Phase 4 film. But I say that to say, Ant-Man. Imagine me as a Phase 4 fan. My most anticipated movie in this phase is still Ant-Man. Because of why Kang. I need Kang to wreck shop. I need Kang to destroy everything. I need Kang to cause havoc, carnage. That, listen, I, I couldn't give a toss about anyone else. People must die. I'm so, there must be pain. There must be loss. There must be grieving in these movies. I can't, you can't have Kang in the movie and then have zero casualties. It don't make sense to me. Kang needs to destroy everything, everywhere, all at once. Big up Michelle, yo. He needs to destroy everything. But yeah, multiverse. Listen, I was going to say multiverse of madness. God forbid that movie was mid. But um, Ant-Man Quantumania. Another film I'm looking out for. But yeah, what's another film? This ain't even a... Well, this this fits into a film because it's a film. But my boy Idris back. Il Elba's back. You know what he's back for? Luther. Listen, man them don't know how much I adore Luther. I was watching Luther. Luther holds a special part of my heart because I was watching Luther back in secondary school. This show came up at least early 2010s. At least early, early 2010s. We in the 2020s, baby. This film came out like at least this this series, Luther series, at least came out like 2010 or 11. I ain't got time to fact check right now because it's just me and you on the camera. It's gonna, you're going to get it raw and direct. So Luther is a series that I've literally grown with. It's still my favourite BBC produced show ever. That last season felt incomplete. I wasn't satisfied with the with, with the last TV televised season of Luther. So the fact that we're getting a continuation in the movie is needed because I need closure. I need absolute unadulterated closure. I beg. I don't even want to watch the last season because I can't. I didn't like the last season. I didn't like the way they did Alice. I didn't like they. I didn't, I didn't like the way they they let my boy John Luther go out in disgrace. But for those who've never heard of Luther, when we talk about premier detective shows, when we talk about crime dramas, forget about Sherlock, forget about them man, Luther, the one and only John Luther played by my guy Idris Elba. In my opinion, his best role. Actually, what is what is? Here's a question for TikTok. What is Idris Elba's defining role? Is it Stringer Bell? Is it John Luther from Luther? Is it the other roles he's played in? I don't know. I know he's... Has he been in a Tyler Perry movie? I don't know. God forbid, though. Um, What's that movie Beyonce obsessed? Is it his role in Obsessed? What is Idris Elba's defining role to you? That's a question for TikTok right there. Clip it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Luther, man. I'm very, 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 very much excited for Luther. But um also, listen. Now I don't know when the Oscars are, so hopefully this video isn't outdated by the time I've released. I want someone to make it clear. The Academy. You better give everything everywhere all at once what it deserves. Everything, everywhere, all at once deserves everything, everywhere, all at once. It deserves all of it. It deserves the entire... Listen, it deserves 
to win every award in the award multiverse. It deserves it all. Big up Michelle, yo. Big up everybody in that cast. I'd say their names, but I don't want to butcher their names. So, big up everyone in that cast. What that movie's done, I've seen on TikTok, like, um, people of, a people and people of Asian descent talking about how um, important that movie was for representation. I've even um, seen Michelle Yeoh on interviews talk about um how important that role was for her because in terms of um as an as an asian actress she wasn't she wasn't getting looked at in hollywood there weren't a lot of roles for her that 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 really challenged her as an actress so the fact that this movie came out and not only is the movie i feel like this is one of the i feel like when it comes to oscar bait movies there's a lot of disconnect between madame ashley yeah but i feel like when it comes to no, you can sit there. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to Oscar movies, like there's a lot of um disconnect between what the audience wants and what the Academy wants. And I feel like everything everywhere all at once is the first time I feel like the fans and the critics are in agreement of this being an excellent, excellent film. And I feel like everyone in that movie deserves the accolades. It's more nice, you know. I know the usual das. Hmm, 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 hmm. Don't worry. I, I, I've saved, I, I've saved the Lori Harvey topic for when you arrived. I, I didn't touch that one yet. Yeah, 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 yes. Is it on? Yeah, it's on. It's on you. Well, I'm actually yeah, but yeah. This is say, say, say hi. It's been a long day. It's all right. It's mixed up. No, it's all right. You know, you know. This is what happens when you're adult. You just work. You think one time's the next time. But yeah, man. How, how you doing? How, how you doing? How's the how's twenty twenty three treated? It's all right. I'm okay. I'm just tired. Mm. Tired, tired, tired. But I'm I'm all right. I'm I'm surviving. So let's talk about how you're tired of people coming for Lori Harvey. It's like 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 <laughs> straight in. It's straight in. Yeah, I just I find it really pathetic. I can't even lie. Like she's just living her life, and I feel like people are just coming up with narratives from the thin air and putting it on her as if this is fact. Like, the whole thing about her and Michael B. Jordan, just like, how about her running away from commitment and da-da-da-da, it's like, who ever told you that that was what happens? Who ever told you that that's what happened? Because if you know the real tea, the real tea is that he was always messaging his ex. He never let her go. So that's why she dipped. So... But I will say this though. I remember the video of Michael, I think there was a video of Michael B. Jordan. Like, I think it's become a meme now. Oh, him at the, at the game? At the NBA game. You see all the... the I've never seen paid. No, that was... That was breakup. Oh. But you know what I think? I was having this conversation with someone. Um, And what I think, the reason... I feel there's multiple reasons why I like Laurie Harvey's hate. Of course, like the main reason, my, by some men, is misogyny. Cool. Push mm -hmm. that to the side. Like, it's, it's the niggas are going to hate. Yeah. But I feel like the reason why people hate on Laurie Harvey is because she don't speak. And here's yeah. why... It's, I feel like we, now in this society, we're accustomed to a new age of celebrity. We're accustomed to all our, like, public figures sharing their business. Everything, yeah. Sharing it on TikTok lives, sharing, like, we're, we're all, like, even, even big up, like, Carice from Seagulls, but, like, she's got the podcast now. Mm -hmm. We're accustomed to a new level of transparency when it comes to our celebrities. Mm -hmm. So when people, when someone like Lori isn't giving us that access to her, mm -hmm. people are like, Art, fuck! I, I don't have the information, so so let's uh, just make it up. Let's let me just make it up. Let me just put stuff together yeah. because she's not given us enough. Yeah. And I feel like 
that's a lot of what's happening with Lori Harvey because she don't give us a lot. People have kind of now mythologized her as don't like the city girl, the city girl, uh, queen, queen. queen pin. And it's like she's just dating, living her life. It's not like she's out here messing and um, messing with, sorry, and date and just here, there, and everywhere. She gets a relationship, it ends, cool. She's just a serial dater, which is what everybody's doing. So I don't understand why people are getting onto her as if all your faves, especially men, are doing the same thing. Nick Cannon is impregnating everyone and their mother, but nobody has anything to say. As, 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 I feel like as a man, I denounce the activities, the diabolical displays of... These are hard with him. They need to come to I denounce him and man them like ACOD should be ashamed of themselves. He doesn't, he doesn't for, deserve his penis. So like, for accepting these diabolical displays, yeah, diabolical behaviours. Like, it's horrible. Like, I'm a, and you see that thing where he was like, yeah, um, going to recitals and that, it's not that deep. You just have to teach your kids morals. As if that's all it means to be a parent. Like. No, and so you could just be breeding up, breeding up, not have no time for these. Because you cannot buy time. I don't know how much money you think you can have. You cannot buy time, and you cannot give all twelve of your kids the enough time that they need to invest a serious relationship with them. I don't care who you are. You can't. You just it's just not possible. So for you to be just be here, there, spreading your seed everywhere like it's nothing. It's 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 a joke. I'm I have sorry. the privilege of doing a lot of like active fathers, the people who are active Her. in their children's lives. Shout out to my daddy. Yeah, I know. I have, I have the privilege of knowing a lot of men that are active in their children's lives. And like, bro, like you can't that you. I feel like a lot of people see parenting, especially a lot of men see parenting. I pay the bills. I pay, so that's it. Head, and it's mm -hmm. like there is an emotional, there's an emotional component to parenting that I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people are just not taking into consideration. And the, and 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 the thing is, a lot of the, a lot of like, you see, a lot of man them will complain that oh, like, you know, I feel misunderstood by society and red tear tear. I don't think I was like, I don't think I was um catered for as a kid. So when you have kids, my, why not take that into consideration and play a more emotional role in their lives? But mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like this whole notion of like, ah. Oh, I send my child to school, I put food in their back. It's like, yeah. Yeah, but, that's what you're supposed to do, bro. What's the pat you on the back? Yeah, what about what? raising a well, like, a well... Um, Rounded individual. And you can't do that when you've got 12 of them in different states across the country. Like, I don't you think cannot. that's feasible. You cannot. I don't think that's feasible. You cannot. But, yeah, but, like, I just feel like when it, when it comes to Lori, like, of course, like, Twitter's good to Twitter. So I feel like there's a point where, like, okay, the jokes are funny, but then I feel like a lot of you might not leave her alone, man. I yeah, a lot of you, you're just haters. She's just Leng and getting all of these Leng men, and you're just haters. You're just jealous. I'm telling you, half of you man are jealous because you can never. That's why what's his name, Meek Mill, trying to pipe up, pipe up, pipe up. Be quiet. She doesn't because want you. She doesn't want you. So hush, hush your lips. No, you are be both a travesty, because I will never forget the the last album he released. He said, and I quote, "I want Lori Harvey on my wish on my wish list." But but, but what happened? She don't want you. The fact that what, the, the, what happened? Like I don't get it. Like just 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 close your mouth. Have a learn and close your lips. What about what do you feel about like obviously now you know it's public knowledge that she's dating um damn silly just big on my UK brother. What do you think about you know the the droves of men and women you feel betrayed? Betrayed by what? By by Damson. I've seen a lot of. Ah, oh, show your lip, man. That's it. A lot of people be like, "How do you do this? 
How could he introduce How could leave the UK? Oh, shut up. If Laurie Harvey was in your DMs, you would take... So just... How could She's probably one of the lingus girls out here, so I don't understand why anyone's talking, talking, talking. Oh, shut up, man. Of course you're going to leave the UK. UK men money because they go to America. They get... I mean, UK men is a whole separate topic in and of itself. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that, you know. <laughs> Rightfully so, okay? Because a lot of you lot are trash. Rightfully so. But, nah, Damson, just leave Damson alone, man. He's got his snowfall bag. He's in America making his peas. Like, allow him, yeah, man. man. He just wants a lame girl to go and settle down with. Like, come on. <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> now, um, speaking of just, like, just madness, what's Prince Harry on? Yeah. The so, thing is, right, I was with everybody who was, like, defending him, saying, no, 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 like, he needs to speak his truth. I was like, I watched the documentary. I, I enjoy is a strong word. Like, it's like it was entertainment. But I, I was there for it. Cool. Now I feel like, sir, like, all right. All right, man. Right, under man. Rock, obviously, released, um, Prince Harry, well, Prince Harry released a book um, entitled Spare. And this is just detailing, it's basically an autobiography, just detailing, you know, his life. Um, I have not read the book, no. but I am tempted to read the book based on just pure curiosity. Because there's a, there's a part of the book that's gone viral online about him talking about his todger. Oh, really? Because I saw, um, what's his name? Victor did a TikTok where he was like, he was in the... He was in the bookshop and it was like reading page one of Prince Harry's book and he's like, you know that that audio is like, damn long ass didn't, didn't have any lube in it. Yeah, no, but literally, <laughs> like so I was like, cause I was like, what is what is Prince Harry's audio? About? No, I haven't heard it. It's I'm, I'm playing to you after the podcast. It's okay. bad. It's bad. Why is he No, he's he's literally talking about like how like in Eton like in, in the private school he went to Oh, eat Eton. Yeah, like, one of the one of them ones. Um he was like, Oh yeah, like like the man them like me and the man them like we used to play a game where it used to be the circumcised boys versus the uncircumcised boys. Well, they used to go around checking. Yeah. Okay. Like it was, it was some real. Uh, but um, and here's the thing. Oh, and why do we need to know that? Thank you. And 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 there's a lot of store stuff about like his sexual awakening and stuff like that. And it's like, sir, yeah, it's, it's it, and and, and uh, math in in the in the words of Cardi B, what was the reason? what was the reason? What was the reason? Because yeah, because now he's, he's I, I understand the I understand the Netflix documentaries more to to just humanize them and just show like their experiences yeah. in regards to this in, in yeah. regards to like the, the in, media and in stuff. regards to the media and just like the internal racism they've experienced in the royal family. And I was having this conversation. I feel like the reason why Harry's released this book is because of money. Because remember, he's cut off from the royal family's finances. Yeah, probably. He's never had to work a day in his life. No. So what? Su- I mean, he was in the army. Fine. He was in the... You have to work when you're okay, in the Okay, fine. Fine. Army, put that aside. Yeah. He's a wound. Yeah, he is. He's he a is. wound. He is. Yeah. So, I feel like he needs to make money. And yes, people will eat up an uh, autobiography about his life. Yeah, of course. But my thing is, when your wife is talking about the racism that she's experienced from the British media, mm-hmm. when your family is under intense scrutiny, mm-hmm. why are you releasing the book talking about your sexual experiences during this time? It's not the time for that. Yeah, it's really not. It's not the time for that. Read the room, sir. Read the room. It's not the... And I feel like... Not to say... Like, the thing is... Not, and even... I saw a snippet of the documentary where Meghan Mark was obviously saying... um, Before... Basically, she was saying before, like, she came to this country, before she, like, experienced racism from British media, she never really, like, um lived a traditional black experience. She never... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because her parents said her mum never talked to her about, like, race and that. 
And listen, I'll always defend Megan in regards to the racism she's received against the British media and all that type of stuff. Mm. Yeah. There's a question that has to be asked, right? When she back when she married into the royal family, did she not and I understand she's American, so it's a bit of a different, but did she not have an understanding of this this is a possibility of happening in terms of the race and shit? Probably not, no. And I thought like which obviously is very, is very naive because obviously she wouldn't know about like Britain and their their yeah. racism and stuff like that. Like especially a lot of Americans don't really understand the racism that happens in Britain. They think that they're the only people that experience racism. But also it it, it also is down to her mum as well because she was in her in the documentary. Her mum was saying like she never really like she faults herself partly for not having that race conversation with her because she was mixed race. So she felt like. I'm not really going to need to do that because we live in a multi... They lived in... She grew up in LA. They grew up in a multicultural society. So she was like, I don't think she's ever going to really have to experience racism like that. So let me not really have that conversation with her because it's just easier for me. So she said, I was definitely at fault for that because I didn't prepare her for the things that she's going to experience now, which obviously makes sense to why she was so like, oh my gosh, because I don't know if you've grown up in this country and it's like, royal, royal family racism. But that's not thing, but <laughs> that's kind I've of, seen, you know, and obviously this is not my opinion, but I've seen the thing. Is it a thing where she thought she'd be the exception to the rule? No, I don't think she would. I just don't. I think mm. she thought that it wouldn't be as bad as it was. Because, mm. like, obviously, small little comments here and there, you know, you the, 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 the stuff that the media was writing about her. It was like, OK, every like people get like bad criticism and bad yeah. um, stories written about them. Like in the media, if you're a celebrity, you can't. But the stuff that they were writing about Megan, they were the, the stuff that they were stretching about her, the false stories, all up in her privacy, like literally not giving her no space, oh, like breaching her, like safety. Like um, they showed one thing where they were, they went to some, some like cabin. People are literally in the forest, in the lake, just everywhere, mm. breaching her safety. So it's just like, it, it got to a point where it was like, there's only so much you can think about yeah i'm gonna experience some racism and and some stuff but, but the stuff that she experienced was like wild like nobody not nobody but no one in a while i don't think has been that famous yeah like to a point where like it's like you, it's getting really out of hand <laughs> like yeah. proper yeah i just feel like yeah when it comes to megan like like i said she's been very like with the, with the documentary and even with the Oprah interview like she's told her story yeah so i feel like for Harry to release this book. And obviously there must have been an inside conversation at home, babe, I'm going to release this book at this time. Like, I think everything's been coordinated because yeah, the book course. didn't, the Netflix documentary came out and a few weeks later the book came out. Mm. But I just felt like, I want to know what was the intended desire? Like, what was the, what, what did Harry want people to feel for him after this book released? And maybe there's content in the book I'm missing, but the fact that that content's not being spoken about and the main thing I'm seeing about his book is the just antics. Shows and why that. is his name and Shensia in the same sentence? I think he likes her. Oh, so good. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Harry likes Shensia. Big up, big up, big up, big up, big up, Sheng Yang. Big up, Sheng Yang. In fact, speaking of Sheng, oh, okay. As a Caribbean woman, it's a procedure for you. Cool. So I, I've, I've, you know, but TikTok algorithms are a thing mm -hmm. where they, you know, so I've been on Caribbean TikTok a thing for, for, for a while. There's an ongoing conversation about Shensia and dancehall artists as a whole. Oh yeah, now Shensia, come back to us, please. 
Right, Come back okay. to us, please. I was gonna we argue. have had enough of her Americanized trying to be crossing over. Darling, please stop it now. Because all the songs that you're making now are terrible. Mm. Terrible. How long do you think she should see her? Okay. How, how long do you think Shazia has been trying to cross over to that America? A hot minute. A hot minute. A hot minute. minute, a couple a hot minute. And I saw a TikTok video where it was like, it was since that song, um, which I'm the best, best, best. That since that song, everything's just been a bit watered down. Because we, we want foreplay. We want good comfort. We want Shen Yang Am. We, that's what we want. We want yeah. that energy back. Stop trying to appeal to these Americans. They're not in business. They don't know our culture. They don't understand it. As much as they think that they, they do, they really don't. Please. Speak to us. Don't speak to them. Obviously, the money is over there, but you can, you can make money doing your thing. Like you can be your dancehall self and show it to these Americans. Like don't, because that lick song with Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, yeah. That that, that lick was, was a grief. That, that was an abomination of a tune. Yeah, of a great great sample. Nah. She just. Do you know what? Do you know what it is? Obviously, because we're in the UK, right? I feel mm-hmm. like we have a lot of like um, Caribbean culture, like Jamaican people in the UK, obviously, especially in London. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, at least for us, the reason, the reason I was confused is like, but sh- should say it's popping, she but is. but then maybe it's a thing of like, yeah, like out maybe because she's she's in like um, she's around other people in the music. She's trying to get the American. Back. Yeah, she's trying to get that American money, which is not. It's yeah, like that, fair enough, but. Don't compromise the music. To I, do thought, that. I thought, but I thought like there's, there's better ways to compromise than that. Like, yeah, like I feel like Popcorn is somebody that's oh. been able to attain a big audience. He loves Popcorn without overly compromising. It's not. Yeah, like, no, he's, he's he's great. We like, like like yes, there's like you can see there's a compromise here and there, but like I don't think he's watered down his sound to a point no, where it's disgusting. No, but and it's like he's still singing the way he used to sing. Yeah. Shanti is singing like like an R and B singer, and I'm just like, babe, where's the patois? Where's the patois? She's singing like it's just too much. I just can't. But do you feel that? Um, do you feel that like it's a? And it, Shensei is like the biggest culprit of this. But do you feel like you're seeing it with um other um dance artists across the scene, or is it mainly? Is mm. it, it's just a couple. Is it? Is it just a select few? But obviously, it's, it's, it's a, a select few. They're getting attention. Who else is doing it? Because obviously, I've seen it be a conversation. Why am I going blank right now? No, it is. It is a thing. Mm. Mine has gone blank right now. But yeah, now people people have been doing it for a while. Why can I not think of anyone? No, 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 oh, oh, would you say Spice or my Spice been pretty good? Mm, no, she's been pretty good. No, no, no. Spice, Spice has been consistent. Spice is is that is that babe? Yeah, I mean this is old, and he kind of was doing it from the start anyway. But Sean Paul was kind of he wasn't re- really never like, for, like he was dancehall, but he was defo like for the Americans. It wasn't yeah. like sh- like full. Dance hall. Yeah. In a I feel like Sean Paul, Sean Paul was before a low. Pro- I feel like for yeah. the majority of his career, he's been for the Americans. Or for, yeah. for the That's what I'm saying. He's, he, he's kind of always done that. And he yeah. has branched out and done like other genres and other people's like club bangers and stuff. So, but I was like, fair and like, that's what he's always kind of done. So, yeah. that's that's fine for him. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There are people that do that. Though. I don't know why I just can't think of anyone right now. I feel, I feel, but at least, but I, I'd say at least see, you're not get at least. Dance school's not having the issue of where of Afrobeats having where we're getting Damar Selena Gomez's on songs. Like, can you imagine a Selena Gomez on Shenyang Anthem or something like that? What, that? what would that even sound like? No, because I'm telling you. Probably man can't even speak actually, Listen, when these, because I'm seeing, you know, people like Skilly Bear pop up and obviously, like, you know, yeah. they like, this is. Give it five years. 
Give me five. No, I probably will, you know. You're good to see. You're good to see. You're good to see. Skinny, the skinny, with... skinny beggar man is hard. Like... Dude, Give it a couple years. Yeah, yeah, this be like, listen, a lot of these artists are going to be like, I want money. 100%. I mean, what I'm saying, I, I hear it. I hear that you want the American back because there is there is real money over there. But just don't compromise the music. Yeah, said that, said Ed Sheeran. Oh, that probably wouldn't even sound that bad. It wouldn't sound that bad. That shit is cold. Yeah, he does it a lot, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, fair enough. I mean, just, just don't compromise the music, man, because a lot of you are starting to sound very, very watered down. Very watered down, and it's just a bit like, come on, guys. We are where, come come home. We are where home is. So, okay. okay. For the people that are about there, who's a dancehall artist that you feel like is holding it down, that you feel like is put, putting it out good? Doesn't have to be content that's been released, like maybe of the last, but it's been, of recent, has been holding it down. It's been well, Dexter Dapp's great. Yeah, Dexter and I love Cranium. Mm. I love me some Cranium. Okay. Cranium is my guy. Yeah. Cranium and Dexter Dapp's. Those are my favourite. Did the place that was doing a show? Shit. I don't even know. I've heard I don't know. But I might be bugging. Yeah, and Beanie Man. Dude. Beanie Man has my whole heart. Beanie Man's, Beanie Man's always been because he's been... Yeah, because like it was generational. Generations. Generation. Generation. my whole heart. I'm still upset that my him. first ex- my, my first time seeing Beanie Man live, I didn't even get to hear him because of Yam's... Because of Yam's stupidness. Because of Yam's stupid carnival fan. Ugh. Fuming. Rubbish. I was fuming about that. Rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Nah, jolting. It's been a good episode, the rare podcast. We are back in 2023. You know what I'm saying? Alright, guys. You know, make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, did we do rare moment of the week? <laughs> um, I do have one. Um, this guy on TikTok, um, what's his name? Bo Bomanizer, I think his name is. But he does these like Kardashian skits where he takes the absolute piss out of them. <laughs> Is it is it a guy and his sister? Or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are so, and they went to the Golden Globes recently. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of. Oh, proud. I love that. No, like I know them, but I was just so good to see like people come from TikTok going all the way to the Golden Globes. But like exactly. they just take the piss out of them. So like the, <laughs> the things that they is like the way they talk is exactly like them, and they just take the absolute oh, piss. They are they are very good. It's and so funny, and it's the way that they break out and they're just laughing in the middle of the skit. It's so funny, no. even down to like holding like a lamp. <laughs> When they're having a conversation or holding like a plant, <laughs> they're they're too funny. You need to see them. Like if you, especially if you know anything about the Kardashians, obviously it's not for everyone. But if you know anything about the Kardashians, then it's just it's too funny, too too funny. No, there's a there's, um, there's a guy on TikTok I find I find, I find funny. If I, I'm a, I I brought him on the podcast at some point, but this guy called Quincy underscore SMF. He basically, he just basically does like a lot of top five content. So like top five, this, top five, that. I thought he had a bit, bit content, like? um, made content about like, like about South London. He's <laughs> like top five, like look, top five places. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And I don't know, I've just seen, I've just, uh, I've just seen him on TikTok read a lot recently. And I'm like, yeah, like I like a lot of his content. What did you say his name was? Quincy. Underscore SMF. Oh, him, yeah, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's yeah, funny. yeah, he's funny. He's funny. And he's like, I, I, I remember with the video of like top five estates and never to go to it. Oh, London. gosh, yeah. Yeah, but some places be, some places be, yeah, not the one. But uh, <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, TikTok in general is just, but it's weird because my relationship with TikTok, big up Jason, because Jason was on TikTok since you, per. since uni days. Per. Early. Yeah, early. Early. Like, Jace was on TikTok from early. Okay, we're going to big up our brother. Yeah. Here he is. He was my brother of the week. 
Oh, yay. If I remember. Yeah. We love you, Jason. We miss you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you, you were on TikTok from earlier, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm bad Yeah. Like, He's been one of the funny guys from day From day one. Okay. Making, Making skits literally, with wigs. They would be day like, one. literally, I remember the early days of the podcast, he would yeah, like he was, have the camera over, over there, there. <laughs> and just do it. He would bring the wig to the podcast. But sure. I make the video. <laughs> For sure. I remember, I remember your Jason. birthday was hilarious. Oh, my days. So I didn't even get me started on my birthday. We had a great time, my birthday. <laughs> my dad, Ashley was downstairs. Darcy, Jason was upstairs. Making TikToks. That was too bad. And I remember seeing them like, wait, that's my house? <laughs> <laughs> that was too funny. Oh, my days. But yeah, I just remember like, just days on TikTok and I'd be like, nah, I'm not going to be on. That, that, that's, a, that's a kid's app. Nah, no. I feel like, I'm I feel hooked, like, addicted. Like us adults, we've taken it away from the children. Yeah. And it's when I see them like, oh, older people born in the 19... I'm just like... Can you shut up, please? Rightful old dog. Can you shut up? See when I see these trend challenges where people put their flag on the country and their age. Age. And 19, 20, 21. They'll put the flag, the age, and, and then 2003. I'm like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just turned 24, guys. Like, come on. Come on. Like, even in my workplace, like, where I'm teaching, everyone's so young. Like, even some of the teachers are, like, 22. And I'm like, guys... What's what happening? What did 2002? No, God forbid. Like, I'm not old, but like, come on. Yeah, no, literally, oh, my little brother was born in 2002. That's so rude, and he's now 20. Ill. Grown ass <laughs> men with Adam's apples. Yeah. And born in the 2000s, bro. The 2000s. So you just, you just turned 25. What we did? You're 25, Noah. <laughs> okay. Oh, <my laughs> Sorry. <God. laughs> I'm not with it. You're oh. 25. This is wild. A... We're getting old. We're getting up there. We are up there. Yeah. And we even started to get when were you my real questions for my dad? Ay, yeah, yeah. No, it's happening in my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah, my mum's like getting on my case like so um Yeah, mum, we've tried, we failed, and we're trying again. <laughs> no, 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 no. We back out in these streets. No. no, no streets for me, I'm happy. But um <laughs> Oh yeah, you're happy. I'm single. But still ready to meet I'm still not ready for my rage last day. Yeah, no. <laughs> It's true. Dad, we're, we're, dad, st- we're still young. But that had a call. Like, we always say they had a conference call with all the men in the house. Oh, like, no. Was all of these was. What, you and your brother? Yeah, just like. <laughs> so, so, grandchildren. Like, where are they? Have you not seen this cost of living crisis? It's this true. My children. No, man. Me, I, I can be, barely afford to take care of myself at this current this, moment. This 2020 is. Uh, I, I want to be. I, I want to be abroad. Yeah, man. I want to be doing holiday destinations. No, Tied up with these kids. Okay, I teach these kids every day. Fuck these kids. Okay, <laughs> fuck them. Ugh. Okay, but this has been the dope episode of the Rare Podcast. Make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. Make sure you follow us. Heavy on the subscribe, heavy on the like. Yes. Period. Trust me, we try to hit milestones. I can't lie. I'm yes. tired of this. Hey, I'm tired of this. Yeah, man, we're trying to get to one thousand. Please, let's get to one thousand. I bring some scabs, scabs, scabs. Come on, this year we're gonna get it. Yes, man. Okay. Yes. By yes. summertime, we'll be on one thousand subscribers. Uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Madam Ashley, tell them, tell the people where they can find you. Um, follow me on Instagram at Ashley dot Renee, and then Twitter is Ashley dot Renee. I think. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Cool. Yeah, make sure you follow me on uh, Twitter, AK Preach. I'm trying to tweet more content that's not wrestling, so I'm tired <laughs> of scaring people with my Twitter. 
So, well. Yeah, but Twitter, you know, it's, it's it's better nerdy stuff though. So if you like nerdy content, like film, television, gaming, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on TikTok for anime content at AK Preach. Um, and yeah, man, like I said, like, share, comment, subscribe. We'll catch you on the next one, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Y'all niggas got me hot. <laughs>